Good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Van Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare. Great to be with you this marvelous Saturday. And it is beautiful out there. I'm kind of waiting for the trees to start changing colors. But I am Dr. Merkel, doctor of chiropractic, board certified in clinical nutrition. And I've been here in the Miami Valley for, oh my gosh, let's see, 40 years or so, 40 years. And right here behind this marvelous WHIO microphone for going on 30 years. It's really an honor to be with you every, every uh, Saturday. And uh, it, it's, this is an amazing uh, radio station. You can listen to it AM and FM, as you know. And also online, whio.com, whio.com. So whenever you travel around the world, wherever you're at, you can just get on your cell phone or your computer, get online, and you can listen to what's happening here in the Miami Valley and keep up with things because this is a great place to live. I love it here. And I travel a lot, and it just makes me appreciate how wonderful and how nice it is right here in the Miami Valley. There's a lot of things. And as I was coming into the radio station today, there's the uh, park here um, over, over by the Oakwood uh, uh, complex over here. And there, a lot of little kids are playing soccer, and they're outside, and some people are walking or running around the track. And it's a beautiful day. Hopefully, you'll get out there and uh, after the show. But we got we got a great show for you today. There, there's so much that I want to go. I'm just going to hit some headlines and that I'm going to hit later. Uh, and the uh, and these are just some headlines. Nation is warned to brace for a difficult flu season. Oh, here's a country that banned COVID vaccines for kids under the age of 12, and uh, the country is also no longer recommending or advising people under the age of 18 get the COVID vaccine. Doesn't matter what vaccine, they're not recommending any for under age 18. In fact, uh, they're, they're even uh, no longer recommending it for people under 50. Huh, really? Life expectancy falls to a historic decline, a loss of nearly three years. And why were you going to want to hear that? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. And uh, um, now here's something. Uh, it's been tested on eight mice, and this expert says it's been tested on eight mice. Now put it in your baby. Tested on eight mice, now put on your baby. Yeah, that's one of the new COVID vaccines. Tested on eight mice, now put in your baby. Yeah, that's a real brilliant idea, isn't it? And it's got EUA, emergency use authorization. So if your baby dies, has a health problem, or you take it and you die, have a health problem, you can't sue anybody because the government has it locked down as emergency use authorization, which should have been banned, stopped years ago. Well, at least two years ago, because there's no longer an emergency now. This emergency use is only to benefit the politicians. Well, actually, the drug companies who are paying off the politicians. But there is no reason, absolutely none, that these vaccines should be emergency use. It just allows them to put to be have no liability. That is the whole purpose of emergency use, to have no liability, no purpose. And whatever job you have, whatever job you have, what would happen if you had no liability for unexpected outcomes? If you had no responsibility for, for things that went bad? You know, your Murphy, Murphy's Auto Care, who's right after us. And, and no matter how badly they fixed your car, if it blew up on you, if uh, because of their repair it wrecked, and they, you had n- they had no liability, what's their responsibility for providing a good product? And not only that, the government mandates it. So suppose they said, you have to, everybody's got to get your car fixed at, at Murphy's Auto Care. Everybody, everybody, doesn't matter, everybody. 
and if their cars are blown up and wrecking, catch, they have no liability. That's the way that it is with the drug companies right now with these vaccines. Is that insane? Yeah, it is insane. And we're going to uh, get, uh, get to that uh, a little bit more detail here. And uh, th- there's just so many, uh, so many things uh, going on. And uh, drug reactions are an all-time high. But why are people dying so much now? Three years we've lost in the last, uh, 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 by the end, in 2021, there we are now, instead of living 79 years, we're down to 76, which puts us even worse on the world stage as far as longevity and overall health. But I want to tell you some things. Um, I, I lecture around the country, and I, and I teach doctors. Uh, I, I actually am certified to do continuing education courses. And so that's what I do on most, a lot of weekends, I teach continuing education. I'm training doctors how to do laboratory analysis, advanced laboratory analysis, and how to read it, how to understand it, how to look for uh, problems, how to integrate it with their medications, with their side effects of medication and nutrient depletions caused by those medications. And I teach nutritional natural options. And I, and I usually give some cases there that the doctors are just blown away by, just just amazed by. by. By tell these cases to try and give them a vision and to try to get them to think differently. And here's one of the favorite cases. I, actually, I, so many cases are going through my head right now. Probably time figuring out which ones to do. Um, but here's a very simple one. A, a doctor um, who had attended my classes uh, a couple times before, he said, hey, I got to talk to the group before we start. Just let me just let me say some things. So I actually recorded this, and I think you can actually see this testimony online. But this doctor um, gets up, and uh, he talks about, you know, uh, the, the um, information and material I do and the, and the company I have and uh, how he gets testing and, and things. But anyway, he tested his son, 23-year-old son. And he said, he said, my son had a problem where he has wet the bed every day of his life. Age 23, wet the bed every day. He's done all kinds of stuff, medical stuff. Um, they've done chiropractic, which, you know, sometimes when their kids are little, you know, like five, six, you know, four five or six, and they're still weighing the bed. Actually, believe it or not, sometimes adjusting them, adjusting their low back, things a little bit, whatever, and you get them adjusted. And there are kids that I saw when I was, uh, years ago when I was in practice, um, I'm in part-time practice right now, um, that their mother would get them adjusted every, you know, three or four weeks, and it kept their kid from wetting the bed. And so many chiropractors uh, have those kind of results too. But here's a 23-year-old boy who'd wet the bed every day of his life, and after getting the testing done, the problem was easily seen and easily resolved. Yeah, easily resolved. Within a week, the boy has no longer wet the bed since. And I, and I talked to his doctor, and that was about two years ago. And his boy would say, simple test. Okay, so what? It cost a couple thousand dollars to see everything we need to see. Once, it, once we saw the main thing, it's like, boom, there it is. And what was his problem? This boy, for some reason, had a, an intolerance or was being exposed to lead. And that lead was irritating the bladder, the 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 uh, the bladder at night, and causing um, weighing the bed. Once we showed him the problem, and we showed him how to get the lead out of his system, not just that you've got it, but how to get the lead out of the system, he is no longer wet the bed. 
And so actually this doctor got very choked up. He said, I gave the kid his life back. He said, you cannot imagine how embarrassing, how, how difficult it is to have a child that wets the bed. He can't go on outings. He couldn't go to church outings. He couldn't go overnight outings. What about a girlfriend, you know, or, or uh, you know, getting married kind of thing with this problem? And so he, the doctor got very choked up. I gave my kid his life back. So that's one. But there's, a, there's one um, <laughs> that um, I'll try and get through quickly before the break. But I, I became um, uh, met this lady. In the course of uh, talking with her, she, she relayed that her daughter, six-year-old daughter, was born with a congenital defect of the colon. Congenital defect of the colon. And she's had multiple surgeries since she was six years old. Actually, since she was born. Since she was born, she's had multiple surgeries. And now it's to the point she has no bowel control. At six years of age, no bowel control. She says her, her daughter brings her panties home from the babysitter or, the, or whatever, whatever school they're at. She can't run and play because she has no bowel control. No bowel control. So I was talking with her, and uh, um, she knew I did some nutritional work and that kind of thing. And she relayed, I was talking to her on Monday, she said she relayed that that weekend, oh, by the way, her daughter was seeing one of the most well-known pediatric colorectal centers in the country, in Cincinnati. And uh, she, she said her child had one of the worst problems they've ever seen. And uh, so the mother said that that Saturday, that coming weekend, she was supposed to go to the hospital to learn how to care for a colostomy on a six-year-old. The best the medical profession has to offer, this six-year-old girl is a colostomy after multiple surgeries, whatever else they did, after six years, she now has no bowel control, and the best they have is a colostomy. Now, the mother also relayed that during this time, during this uh, later time, when, they were, when they, the colostomy was, was being recommended, they were rec- that they were taping this, that they were actually going to present this case and show how amazing they were as a hospital, as a pediatric center, that they could do a colostomy in a six-year-old girl. Yeah, they were actually going to present this on Oz. It's an amazing thing, the colostomy in a six-year-old. They tried to tell the mother, oh, it's not a big deal. Lots of people have colostomies. It's not a big deal. She's telling me this, and man, my heart just, just sinks. It's like, oh, my gosh. A colostomy in a six-year-old girl. I'm thinking her life is going to be forever changed. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened uh, and what happened with that when we come back from the break. But you are listening to Dr. Merkel at Take Two Healthcare. We'll be right back after these messages. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And this is Dr. Merkel at Take Two Healthcare. Great to be with you this marvelous, beautiful Saturday. And uh, you guys know the number to call, 457-1290. And I'll probably take calls after the break. But I want to get back to the patient, uh, the, the, uh, the young six-year-old girl who has uh, uh, no, no bowel control. And when, when she, her mother was telling me this and that she was to start getting, taking classes on how to care for a classroom, maybe my heart just goes out. My heart just sinks. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, multiple surgeries and the best pediatric colorectal center for kil- children. That's the best they got to offer. So I, now I don't do this very often, but you know, I've just felt, you know, that, that I had to, um, I said, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do all the testing that I want at my expense, everything I need done, because I figured this is probably bankrupted the family. And she was, she's a close friend of a close friend. 
And, um, and so I didn't want there to be any hindrance to her doing what we recommended. And so I said, we're gonna do all the testing, we're gonna provide all everything we need that you're gonna need for the, for the, for the first few months. Now, now, had I ever treated a, a child like this? No. Had I ever treated this problem? Absolutely not. Have I ever heard of anybody treating a problem like this naturally? Never. And so I don't know if I can help, but I do know what will happen if I don't try. If I don't try, a six-year-old girl is gonna have a colostomy and her life is forever changed. I know the outcome if I'm not willing to try. So people ask me, can you help this or that? I don't know. And that's where it was this little girl. Two years old, I mean, six years old, no bowel control. But we did our thing. And within two weeks, she started having normal bowel movements by two months, completely back to normal, completely back to normal. And that was 10 years ago. She's 16 years old now. I'm still good friends with her mother. And uh, I see her pictures of the kids and her daughter is now 16 years of age, perfectly normal with no colostomy. What would her life have been like if she had had a colostomy? Well, I was sharing this story at a, at a, uh, a lecture and one of the doctors, after I shared that said, and this is a, uh, somewhere else in the country, said that um, in the paper, there's a girl, 17 year old girl was at a school dance and she had a colostomy and it burst during the dance. And she went home and committed suicide. So there were doctors there that said, I saved this six-year-old girl's life. And I think, oh, well. But then I think, yeah, we did. We did save this girl's life. And could I help it? I don't know. But here's my philosophy. If you take two cells, they become one. And that one cell can grow to the body you have and put the eyes in front of your head, the ears on the side, the nose in front, in the middle, the fingers on the end of your, your hands, the nails and your nerves and brain and organs on the right place, do you think it can probably help just about everything else? Everything else? I don't care what it is. Can the body heal, repair, regenerate, and even overcome these things that we're treating? The medical doctors, all they were doing was just cutting and cutting and cutting. And I said, well, I don't know if I can help, but let's see what I can do. And now that little girl is perfectly normal. So, so what I'm asking, what, what I'm saying is maybe you got a serious problem. Have I treated that problem? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the doctors I've treated haven't treated either. But, you know, doesn't matter. Because what I do, no matter what disease or condition you have, whether it's cancer, MS, lupus, you have no bowel control, uh, you're incontinent and you're weighing the bed every day. I do the same thing. I test the body. And there's only two things I do. And when, I, when I'm lecturing, I tell doctors there's only two things you can do with, with nutrition. And one is to remove the things that are causing interference. Causing interference. And it could be like, like, the, little, like the uh, 23-year-old who had lead. We do special testing to find out what it is and special ways to get rid of it. And so his body somehow didn't get rid of lead very easily. And so for him, it was lead. Others, maybe, who knows what, vitamin D. It could be uh, magnesium. It's, there's so many things it could be. So the first thing we do, we test to find out what is causing a problem. So we try and eliminate the bad. And then we test and we can see, ah, you're low in vitamin D. You need magnesium. You need calcium. You need whatever it is you need. We're testing to see what it is. And if we can remove the interference or the things that's causing your body to break down, and then provide the body what it needs, sit back and look what's going to happen. You've heard me talk about cases, even stage four cancers, go into remission. 
go into remission. So I'm going to tell you about a stage four renal cell carcinoma case that is was given up six months to live, and now 10 years later, he's still going strong. I'll tell you that case here, and we come back from a break. But I do want to give you a little tip. That girl, we put her on a program, special diet, special vitamins. And the mother said if she got off the diet when she was young, the problem came back. She got off the vitamins, the problem came back. But I believe one of the primary problems that she had was glyphosate toxicity. Her body and younger people today do not deal with glyphosate roundup. Glyphosate roundup, you know, the weed killer. I believe they have a higher sensitivity to it. And 80% of baby food today is contaminated with glyphosate. And then you add in the GMOs with it and you got a problem. Now, if you don't know exactly what I'm talking about, do a little Google on glyphosate and uh, toxicity, health problems, I think you'll be blown away. But we're talking about Roundup and uh, that, that kind of thing. So anyway, I know it's time for a break. We come back, we got some great cases to tell you. And we're going to talk a little bit more about when should you be vaccinated? I'm Dr. Merkel. We'll be right back after this. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And we're back. This is Dr. Van Merkel at Take-Two Healthcare every Saturday, 11 to noon. Healthiest talk show host right here, right now, talking to you. And uh, it's beautiful out, but I want to get back. We got a short time here. I want to talk about that six-year-old girl who's looking at a colostomy. And you know what the most... What, let me ask you this question. How many think that the medical facility, that the doctors that were going to cut her colon out wanted to know what fixed this girl so she didn't need to have her colon cut out? How many think, raise your hands up, how many think the doctors wanted to know what fixed that little girl that they had treated for six years, had multiple surgeries, and now is perfectly normal? How many think the doctors wanted to, wanted to know? They didn't. They didn't want to know. The mother was so disappointed. Basically said he got kicked out. The doctors did not want to know. If there's anything that's so despicable, so absolutely disgusting, is, is people, doctors are willing to cut a little girl's colon out and then not want to know what fixed it. You know, I, I, and I hate to say this, but if there's every time I think a doctor should be punched in the face, it would be one who's willing to cut a colon out and a six-year-old girl without wanting to know what fixed it. So it's, it's terrible out there. So what I'm saying is if you, if you out there are looking at a very serious problem, maybe there's a simple solution to it. Remember what I say? Take two weeks or two months to try a safe, natural option because even serious problems, and would you agree that colostomy in a six-year-old girl is a serious problem? Um, sometimes have simple, safe solutions. You're going to know within two weeks or two months. And so, Wow. Yeah, the, and, and this girl is perfectly fine today. Got her driver's license, and uh, it is marvelous to see what the body can do. So let's go into another now. Now, my I must admit, my my consulting um, is maybe not the most delicate, uh, but a fellow came in. He's in his mid seventies with renal cell carcinoma stage four, both kidneys, metastasis, that kind of thing. And because it's so advanced, they gave him six months to live. And uh, because it was that advanced. And he, he heard me on the radio and they, he and his wife came in to see me. And it, they were sharing that six months is all they gave him. Uh, but they wanted to take one of the kidneys out because they thought it might reduce some pain and reduce blood loss. I'm saying, what? Yeah, I wanted to take one kidney out to reduce uh, blood loss and maybe the pain from the kidney cancer. And, um, but 
the doctor surgeon said, it won't extend your life at all. It won't extend your life. Six months is it. Um, but we think it'd be a good idea. And you're telling me this. Okay. And I, and I kind of lost a little bit. I said, you're kidding. You know, as, as bad as you are, as delicate and sick as your system is, you probably won't survive that surgery. To take a kidney out is, it doesn't get any, doesn't get any more invasive than that. And uh, I said, you probably wouldn't survive this surgery. But then I went on. I said, you know, you know what might be worse? You might not die. And you might live in agony and misery the rest of your six months in terrible agony and misery, rotting away in a nursing home somewhere. And you know what your kids are going to remember you as? A sick old man dying in bed. But you know what could be added worse to that? This guy was a rich man. You might bankrupt your wife. You might lose everything you've got to try and keep you alive for six months, all the while bankrupting your wife. And then his wife said, well, can you help? I go, <laughs> crap. I dug a big hole there, didn't I? I said, I don't know. And that's why I tell everybody, can you help? I don't know. Give me two weeks. Give me two months. Let's get all the testing we need. So we got the testing done. Well, long story short, within, a, within two months, the pain was gone and he was no longer bleeding. Uh, he kept both kidneys, never had kidney, uh, any, anything. And that was, I saw him just the other day and it's been, I can't remember either nine or 10 years, perfect health. He go, he's in his mid eighties. Now he golfs and is very active. His thing was, I, I whatever it is, I want to be able to play with my grandkids and golf. And so he loves to golf. And so he has no impairment at all. And in fact, I, I made a note to listen that even this last appointment I saw him just a couple weeks ago, he didn't even mention renal cell carcinoma. There's some other fatigue, some other things he's got, uh, frequent urination, which we're working on that, by the way. And he's having some nice improvement with the urinary problem he's got. Waking up at night a lot, and he's saying he's feeling stronger now. Uh, the prostate and everything's doing much better with the uh, treatments that we're doing, PEMF and other things. And uh, he says that's even better, but he didn't even mention renal cell carcinoma. Is that pretty amazing? Okay, kept, after we'd be, he'd been with us for about three or four years, they kept asking, "Should we do? We'd like to do another PET scan to to see where the cancer is and you know, if the tumors have shrank at all." I go, "Why? Why? You have no symptoms, and I says I suspect the tumors that there's still some tumors there, but there, but the lab work shows that they're not that they're that whatever's happening." Well, they're, that they're asymptomatic, that they're not growing, they're at stasis, they're homeos, that they're not growing. And they're not causing any problems. He's not having any blood in the urine. He has no pain. So, and he's, so I say, if you're not having any pain and no blood, why would you ever think of doing a PET scan and having them put dye in there? They could wreck everything and fire everything off. If you have no symptoms, you're good. And the labs show that you're good. Let's not mess it up. And so he finally relented and, and uh, didn't get the PET scan anymore. But I suspect the tumors are still there. Okay, probably. But they're not causing any problem. We're all going to die from something. We're all going to die with cancer, aren't we? Maybe not die from it. I think a lot of people die from the cancer treatment more than the actual cancer. But this guy, um, uh, what we did, we just got him healthy. And the body has responded beautifully. And uh, here he is uh, nine, ten years later. And he's not impaired at one bit. He'd have been long gone, long gone if he had done the medical route, long gone. So what I'm saying is I don't have a cure for you, but maybe there's things you can do to be healthier. Maybe you know a friend, family member, whatever, has got a serious health problem. 
I'm saying maybe you need to get a true second opinion by somebody who's going to look at the body totally differently. Like I said, I believe the body can heal itself virtually anything. I've told you about uh, a little, today a little girl looking at getting her colon removed. Now, 10 years later, perfectly fine. A guy had urinary incontinence for the first 23 years of his life. After getting tested, we see what the problem is. Boom, he's good. Now, there's, there's another, another case that just came, came to me. Um, uh, this patient, uh, um, uh, I talked to him just a couple weeks ago. I don't take, rarely uh, do I take new patients anymore, but this is an extreme situation. A friend uh, of my daughter's. And so I agreed to see him, and uh, he's from a large family, and he's got two brothers. Now, this guy I'm talking about is 55. He's got two brothers being treated right now for cancer. A third uh, sibling it has leukemia, and they're on the watch and wait, which means we're just going to watch it until it gets bad enough to need chemotherapy, you know, that, that kind of thing. It's like a, a, a forest uh, ranger seeing smoke. Well, we're not going to do anything about it until it's a raging fire. That, that's what they say when, it, when it's, uh, we're just going to wait until it's bad enough, until they got a raging fire to send in the cavalry to, uh, to knock out the fire. And so it's a watch and wait. And there's other health problems in the family. And he's got gout, a couple other minor problems. I'm thinking, oh, my, you got problems. So um, is that a terrible family? Three of his siblings have cancer. And now he's got some health problems, gout, and a couple other things. And so we did that, the testing. And as I say, you know, good 2000 2500 bucks. We're going to see everything, pretty much everything we need to see. We're going to know what's going on. And I believe that we found the family curse. There is a condition that he has, which is genetic. Um, easy to resolve, very easy to fix but no one had ever tested for it. Hemochromatosis is a, a familial genetic trait, but it causes an underlying inflammatory condition that contributes to cancer, autoimmune disease, thyroid problems, hormone problems, um, uh, all kinds of hormone problems, male and female hormone problems, ED, women need bioidentical hormones, knocks out the thyroid, uh, other autoimmune diseases, it causes cancers. Uh, heart disease, high blood pressure, lung disease. It causes so much stuff, but nobody tests for it except me. Because I was actually talking to some, uh, lecturing to some doctors, said some of the doctors who've been with me, been using uh, testing like I recommend for several years. I said, how many of your population in your community has this condition? One doctor said 30%. It's a familial thing. So a lot of people in the same family, whatever, 30%. Now, generally, it's not that high. Uh, generally 10, 15%. Um, but the solution is easy. And I said, now the gout, he's been, now it's one problem is the doctor said, well, it kind of looks like gout, but not bad enough. The uric acid isn't high enough to, to be official gout, but it's implant. I said, and I told the guy this hemochromatosis. Now there, now, okay, doctors, I know you're going to freak out because there's different levels. It may not be super high, like, like the, like a forest fire, raging forest fire, but it's smoking. It's higher than it should be. And it will be better if we lower that, that ferritin down to better levels. So I understand it may not be your medical range, but it's still too high. And so that ferritin is causing an underlying inflammation, which aggravates the uric acid. We get the ferritin down, I bet the uric acid, a couple little changes are going to take care of itself. Wow. So we come back, we're going to talk about, hey, vaccination. 
COVID vaccination, flu vaccination. What should you do? You're listening to Dr. Mark on Take Two Healthcare. We'll be right back, we'll be right back after this. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. And we're back. This is Dr. Merkel with Take Two Healthcare. I'm talking fast because I've got a short period of time here, only about two minutes. See, I want to leave you with this. Something is causing a dramatic reduction in uh, or greatly increased death rates. And uh, athletes across the world are dying at 20 times higher. And um, uh, death rates in children are, is at the highest level ever, a multiple of what it used to be. And what is causing this big increase in death? Normally death rates, and I'm quoting from a, a researcher, normally death rates don't change at all. They're very stable. It takes something really big to have an effect this big. The effect, the effect size is 12 sigma. I think that's a research or science thing which is an event that would have happened only by pure chance every 2.8 billion, billion years. So something caused a very big change, whatever it is, it's causing it. It's bigger and deadlier than COVID, and it's affecting nearly everyone. There are four, 14 things that are listed. I'm just going to hit some of the high ones. The rise in death rate began after the uh, rollout of the COVID shots. Primary effects working people aged 18 to 64 who are dying. There are more excess deaths than any time in history, which suggests the cause is a novel or new threat. COVID deaths have significantly diminished. So COVID-19 can be ruled out the cause of death. People are dying from a wide variety of causes, so most pathogens can be ruled out. To get an effect this high, the lethal agent must affect massive numbers of people. It is something new affecting at least half the population. Wow, half the population. Any idea what that could be? I think these vaccines are very bad. We know that it affects fertility, causes infertility and other problems. Do some reading on your own. Don't take my word for it. Get out there and read. But we'd love to help you with your health problems. Give our office a call at 937-433-3241. Go to our website, 3000health.com. Excuse me. Take2healthcare.com. Take2healthcare.com. Every Saturday, 11 to noon, right here, right now. Do something today to be healthier than you were yesterday. Take a walk. Call a friend. And by the way, go to church tomorrow. I'm Dr. Merkel. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.